unorganized, unready, falling apart. Oh, all falling apart, from the hairpins on down, with the past spread out before me on this desk, the future a willful flinging into the abyss. There is such complexity in this thing, of orphaning and being orphaned, of leaving and being left behind. I am one, you see, who has slipped through, fallen down, unnoticed, through a gap in the fabric of things, settled softly in a quiet, nearly forgotten place. Hurry up, Carlotta, or we'll miss the boat. Well, this is true. It's not that I'm angry. They couldn't help themselves, my parents, nor could anyone else have helped them. They were, like all of us, each in our own way, doomed right from the start, just by being who they were. She, with her vague blue eyes, her pink, sulky pout, her distractedness, that peculiar air she always had of being somewhere other than where she really was, or of wanting to be, until at last she was nowhere at all. He, with his pale white stalk of a neck, his nervous stutter, his pad and pencils, his ill-fitting suit, hunching over his lamp, hardly more than children themselves when I came into the world, and unmoored, the both of them, terribly unmoored, all at sea, and so it was inevitable, and where blame cannot be placed, nor can anger be. They did not belong together, it is true, though he would chase her to the ends of the earth, and has done, and is doing, or so I believe. Carlotta, it's time! No blame to be placed for their serial disappearances. First she, then he. She, as I am about to be, off over the edge of the earth. He, willfully, off over the edge of a boat into the cold, the slithering, the grey-blue, the unblinking, the sea. Don't dwell on it. Don't dwell. That's what they say. But I dwell nonetheless, casting my shadow onto this new and bright, unsullied and heretofore shadowless world. Scraping of boot heel, slamming of door. She's given up on me for now, out of patience, crossing my line of vision out there beneath the palms, calmly regarding the horizon, that sharp, seamless glitter of blue, balancing for a moment, from my perspective, the sea on her back, then stooping to touch, to touch, I don't know what, a coconut, a cockle shell, the sand. Let her go. It will pass, this feeling, as of sinking into cold black and wet, the bubbles rising swiftly around me, silver and white, and the buzzing. There. All right again now. It's only for a moment that I'll be alone. That's how it was when he went into the cold North Sea, a sea far darker and colder 
than the one outside this window. Tell Clotilde, he said. Unwitting last words. Or not. She'd been gone a long time already when he finally went, too. It's hard to know what he meant by it. This is ambiguous. Down, then, into the murky unknown. We were in the small boat together, he and I, and Harry Owen. Just before dawn, we'd sought our purchase on that slithering sea, with the cliffs still shadowed in the distance. Black Cap, Mad Molly, Devil's Brow, their faces indistinct, Whitby itself somnolent, the whitewashed houses with their red-tiled roofs clinging like barnacles to their cranny in the cliff, limpets in the crevasse, holding tightly, tightly, such